Hi, guys. Welcome to a very, very special Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And today is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays on Wednesday. And I am your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays on Wednesday. Happy, happy Thanksgiving week, guys. You are listening to a very special episode because it's obviously a short week. We wanted to get this out. We didn't want to release it on Thanksgiving because that's stupid. But also it's a special week because we have a really special guest this week and she's actually in my house coming to us live from the living room. And that is a repeat guest as well. It is co-founder and CEO of one of my favorite organizations on the planet, Choose Love, Josie Naughton. Hi, Josie. Hi, Brooke Hamilang, live from your living room. Yeah, well, I will also say this is a rarity, but my dog, Potato, as all of you probably know, um, I my entire personality is my dog, basically. And while I'm not jealous, I'm not. Oh, like on clockwork, he just knocked on the door. But this is, he's been with you, Josie. Normally follows me, he's like my shadow. But when Josie's here, he's like, I must be in bed with Josie. I must be on her lap. I must do all things at all times. We do have a special bond, what can I say? But I'm like the fun auntie. Yes, you are definitely the best auntie. So we have a lot to get into, guys. We This was one of my favorite newsletters this week, and I want to discuss why. I also want to discuss what what's happening in the Choose Love front, remind you guys what Choose Love is, and also that we have a couple of things going on. Josie is in Los Angeles because we have a bit of an event this week, so I want to get into it. But first, I want to tell you what I did today, Josie, because I want to inspire people to take action and make Maybe I will also connect with people who've had to deal with this, but didn't have an outlet to share. But I had to do estate planning today. And what that means, and it doesn't, you don't need to have an estate, but when you get old, like I, I mean, I have friends who have kids and they haven't done this, but basically I was getting pressure from, from my financial people that I didn't have like a living will or anything documenting like what what should happen? Should I be like horribly maimed in an accident or like, it's awful. And I understand why as humans, we don't want to go through this because I sat in an office park off Ventura Boulevard in Encino signing 80,000 documents where I had to describe not only about giving away my organs, but like, should I give away my eyes? Would I give them to research or just for donation, like, like transplant? I had to break down like who in my family was going to take care of like medical things and who would take care of, who would get potato if I predecease him. Like this was awful shit. And I'm sitting there sobbing and the lawyer, it's the only type of lawyer that has like, except for divorce lawyers, I guess I have a box of tissues while you're sitting there because it's the worst thing ever, but it's strangely satisfying when it was complete. Oh my have you ever, God. I don't know what the laws are in England, but like basically if I hadn't created a power of attorney, then like you go, you get lost in sort of this like crazy legal battle. Like if I could not make my own choices, but, um, it's, it's like life is crazy being a human. I don't, it, it's horrible sometimes. That was horrible. That is, it's so weird. Yeah. I think in the UK, when you get a mortgage, there's like an element of that that you have to do. But 
I have actually had a few calls with companies that do wills for people and they want to like set up an account for Choose Love because some people, if they don't have kids, they might want to leave their estate to a charity. And that's why it made me think of you because it's one of the questions, like it's a whole sort of series of things. And one of them is, is there an organization that like you would want to give? And it's all like, it's also, this is a, an estate attorney, but it's like really a tax attorney because they're all these things. And it's like, you can choose the organization or organizations that you want to give. And then there's taxable things or non-taxable things. So you can give a certain amount, yeah. a certain annually so then your the organization isn't taxed on that it, it's so interesting or the or the money isn't i don't know there it's too complex for my little brain but i will say if i should mysteriously die like just fyi the first suspect should be potato because basically potato is becoming a very rich dog <laughs> if I die before him. So if all of a sudden like you come back and you find like potato eating my face, it's because he's found out he's going to inherit my estate. Wow. Well, he's listening right now. So I, the, I know the plot has started. I know. I mean, and talk about talk about a, a like. Uh, there is a pop culture podcast for you. I love it. Dog tries to set me up, kill me for my estate. We could talk about this, but I don't think that's why people are tuning in. Um, it's kind of depressing. And if you're Haley or Heather, my nieces, um, basically this has become your problem. Sorry, but you're, you're the names I gave my estate lawyers. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just dealing with them. They're young and beautiful. They can handle it. But did you read the newsletter today? I did. And I have to say it was one of your best, if not the best. I appreciate that. You were here when I wrote it too. We woke up this morning. We walked potato really early. Like Josie runs this incredible organization, which you guys have heard me talk about. Josie's been on before. And if you recall, I, I talked about when I traveled with her this summer, we went to Poland, we went to Auschwitz and Birkenau, we went to Greece. We work with all of the organizations or many of the organizations that Choose Love works with on the ground in those places that help refugees. And I want to get into it, but Josie's also also been all over the world and back in like a two week period. I think, where were you? Dubai? Dubai, Dusseldorf, London, Boston, Los Angeles. Yeah, but that's, you're not being fair because that wasn't the right order. It's not like you came from LA from Boston. You went from Boston to like Dubai, didn't you? Boston to Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf, London, London, Dubai, Dubai, London, 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 Los Angeles. Then you go to New York. There's so much happening on the Choose Love front, but let's talk about pop culture first. And sometimes business news bleeds into pop culture. And this week, you know, obviously Elon is business as well as pop culture. But last night we, or Sunday night, we're in a time machine, guys. So you're listening to this on Wednesday, but it's actually Monday right now. Sunday night was a Sunday night surprise. For many of us, it was exciting just because he's delicious. But for a lot of writers, reporters, media, covering media, they had lot, like a lot of people on holiday this week. They got thrown into the mix. I, I think I saw a tweet from Lucas Shaw of Bloomberg, who's like, fuck, I was supposed to be on holiday this week and he has to cover. And that is the return of Zaddy Iger, Bob Iger as CEO of Walt Disney. And, you know, this is obviously not 
this is not Dumois TMZ news. This is like junky media news, but it affects pop culture. We've talked about Disney in the past and the previous CEO, Bob Chapek, and all of the, they've done so many bad things, missteps, including, I don't know if you saw this in the UK, but back in March, Disney got completely hammered for their handling of the don't say gay bill that was passed yeah. by by Florida. And really, I think that that was the, beginning of the end for the other Bob. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was absolutely, that was news all over the UK. It was right. I mean, it was just horrendous how it was handled. Like talk about trying to appease two different sort of, you know, sides of the coin. So it was awful. But Bob Iger, who is as George Hahn, who's been a guest on this podcast, we, call, we saw him, we were sitting like three rows from the stage when Kara Swisher interviewed him at the Code Conference this September. And George and I were both like very, very in tune with how attractive we found Bob Iger, especially in that sort of, he's wearing a crisp white shirt. He was super relaxed. He was very flirtatious with Kara, who by the way is flirtatious back with him. I put the video in the newsletter, but he is the pure definition of a zaddy. Don't you think? I think so. And I liked your, did you call him Yoda's daddy? Yeah. He's Yo, he's baby Yoda's daddy. Baby Yoda's I mean- daddy. I really like that. <laughs> Disney owns the Star Wars franchise, right? So oh. Baby Yoda is part of that. And there is this really funny picture. Actually, I, I put it in um, the subscriber newsletter. I just, the way Medium works is so complicated, but there's a regular newsletter that's available. And then that goes out to my email list. And that's the one I put out on social. But then there's a subscriber those who specifically subscribe to the medium newsletter that get a different link. And in that there's a picture that somebody made of, of Bob Iger, like holding baby Yoda, like their father's son. And he's very handsome and baby Yoda looks very happy. People are great. People are great. I love baby Yoda. I know. I know. And that's, you know, baby Yoda is our icon. It's the inspo for where PCM really kicked off when my friends were like, who the fuck is baby Yoda? So, we are we are really uh, an homage to Baby Yoda, and I bow down to all things Bob Iger. It's like I, this is good news for the industry. This is good news for the markets. I uh, I obviously am a big fan of Public, the investing app. Um, I also work with them, and I immediately was like, I'm buying Disney stock last night. I was like, I'm buying it, and Public makes it so easy. I think I bought it was at ninety two dollars a share, and I I bought a bunch because it's so easy to do on Public. So I am all in on Disney. I am I am very excited for what the future holds. And Bob Iger is responsible for the Star Wars, for Lucasfilms, for for I think Pixar, for all of these incredible additions to the Disney franchise. And so I think it's it's gonna be gangbusters for them. Exciting to watch what's gonna happen next. But sad because as as Kara alluded to in the interview that we we link in the newsletter, but also Reed Hastings, who's the co-CEO of Netflix, like tweeted today like, uh, or maybe last night, like really Bob Iger would have been an amazing president. And I understand he didn't want to do it. Who wants to put their family? And that's what he said on stage with Kara. Like, I don't want to put my family through that. Like the absolute lunacy of being a candidate in today's day and age and and the 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 lack of privacy and all of the horrible media around it. But my fucking God, he would have been, he would have been just like a leader we could have been excited about. That's one of the really tragic things, I think, in the world today. There's such a lack of strong leadership. But I think in part it's because 
people just get ripped apart. Yeah. Why would you want to put yourself through that? Like, I mean, really, I, I can't understand it. There are, and so true leadership is going to say, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll be the CEO of a, of a big company or I'll start a company or yeah. I'll be a professor, but I'm not going to fucking put my family through the horrible nature of what we do to these political figures. Totally. Some, some rightfully, but, um, but that we have bad people because they're the only ones that they just have no soul. So they don't care. Yeah. They don't like care. Marjorie Taylor green doesn't care. And speaking of Marjorie Taylor green, here's, uh, I don't know if you know her Josie, but she's one of our, like one of the crazier freaking out of, I, I mean, I can't even, I, it's not being fair to crazy people. Like she's just, and I don't know if she's really crazy or if she's just evil and she is taking advantage of it, but she's a horrible uh, is she in Congress? I honestly can't even tell you what she does because I blank it out. I don't think she's a senator. I think she's a congresswoman. And she was reelected. She's crazy. She's QAnon. She is like up Trump's little bum bum. She, along with Donald Trump, were reinstated on Twitter by Elon, but who we are now calling. Do you remember what we called him now? Space Karen. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. So of all of the crazy things that are happening at Twitter, I will say, I, I don't think Twitter is going to shut down. I understand that like thousands of people are not there, but I I just don't think it will. I, that does not mean that I think Elon is a a good CEO or the the head and the people around it. It just, I don't think that's going to, the lights are not going to turn off all of a sudden, but but they put, when they had the mass exodus the other day, somebody like projected a sign up on the HQ in San Francisco of all of these horrible things about Elon. But the, my favorite was that he's a space Karen. And then they had the internet then took space Karen and turned it into a meme with him having like the Karen haircut that's sh- like swoop down the forehead with the Kate plus eight mom, the blonde swooped across the forehead, but short in the back. It's and, genius. And once you see it, you will never unsee it. Now I can you- only see Elon as space Karen <laughs> with that hairdo. <laughs> Though there's also a good meme that I didn't put in PCM this week, but where if you look at him and Kathy Bates, they said, like, I think the meme was like, if they do a movie on Elon, they hope Kathy Bates plays him, which is not fair to Kathy Bates. But if you look, I mean, there is a point there. It's not far off. It's not far off. Like Kathy Bates in Misery is basically Elon, a.k.a. Space, Space Karen. Karen. I can't unsee that now. Sorry, Kathy. I feed you. I clean you. I dress you. And what thanks do I get? You just better start showing me a little more appreciation around here, Mr. Man. (laughs) It's too funny. It is too funny. I will also give this to the Elon crew who, uh, this is the only nice thing I will say. And I don't know if it's a nice thing. There was, how do I say this? I... There, so a bunch of people were, were fired publicly, which I think is, is tacky and I don't think anybody should do that, but they were fired because they had, they had criticized Elon in the company Slack. They were, they were slagging off Elon in the, in the Twitter company Slack. Maybe it was a group of people. It wasn't, you know, all company, but my, my belief system is like, we, we are now too woke of a nation or a group of people that I still think like, if you want to bitch about your boss, do it in your living room, do it in your kitchen. Like the old adage that my mom used to tell me, and she was a product of world war two and, and, and grew up in Washington and politics is if you don't want to see something on the front page of 
the newspaper, you know, say it like in the privacy. And even then there were like bugs and stuff back then, but you don't say it on the phone and you don't write it down. And I just think if you're working at a company and your boss is your boss, you don't use Slack to, to bitch about him. Like, I just don't think it's an appropriate setting, but I, you, we're in a day and age now where it's like the entitlement is kind of crazy. And I think as well, sometimes people forget, he, you know, Elon's not a head of state. No one, it, Twitter is a company. You know, we might get to a place where billionaires oh are. Oh God. Uh, I mean, he's creating a fascist. States. But like, no, it's true. People can choose, you can choose where you want to work. And if you don't like it, yeah, then leave, but but then don't work there. And, and the CEO and the, the executive team can choose to fire you. I mean, you don't, this isn't like, I used to tell people, I guess I did this before, before things got crazy. I'm like, work is not day camp. I am not your camp counselor. This is a job. Like if you want to go to camp, go to fucking camp, but it's still a job. Like <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> so true. this is where I'm becoming like, people are going to be like, where is Brooke going with this? But that's the only nice thing or, or, or thing I will agree with Elon in this moment moment in time, but he has uh, proven himself to be, um, he is not a friend of the gays. He is an enemy of the gays and the LGBTQ community. He has continued to show his insensitivity and probably yeah. his dislike with memes and his provocation of everything. And he's sexist. I mean, he's put out a meme now where he was like broke back mountain with him and CBS for, you know, you can't quit me, but it's, it's homophobic in nature. He put out a, a, a meme of like a pornographic cartoon image of a woman with like her ass in the air with no panties on and trying to tempt a priest who was supposed to be Trump to, to talk about getting him back on Twitter. Like it's disgusting. This man is 50 fucking one years old. And you know what Kara called him yesterday? I thought, or on Twitter this weekend. And I was like, oh my God, she referred to him as LDE. He has total LDE. What's LDE? Little dick energy. Oh, I already knew about big beanie. I know, right? So like Elon is the opposite. Space Karen is the opposite of Pete Davidson. That is exactly what Space Karen is. That's, I mean, he really is. And so then I, I hadn't heard the term either, but then I was like, oh my God, Kara Swisher, you LDE'd space Karen. Like totally. And it is like, he probably has just, I'm sorry, I'm going to be graphic, but he has a a teeny tiny little nugget. And that is, that is why his anger is just out of control. It's like that, that apartheid, I think of, I'm sorry. I have so many friends in South Africa. I love you all. I was in love with a South African guy, but the accent really kills me because of District 9. Do you remember that movie, District 9? Do you remember District 9? And they had like the, it was the metaphor for like the, the aliens were, were they called shrimp, but they were like a look at how they treated the, how they treated, you know, the, the yeah. black community in South Africa in these sort of horrible encampments. Um, but now I always think of like in the white South African leadership or the really bad guys. And I always think of Space Karen as like the main character in that movie. And eventually that main character gets gets bitten and turns into a shrimp. Um, <laughs> so I feel like LDE Space Karen They're coming for you. There's a new meme of just a a little shrimp with the wig on. (laughs) With a tiny little nugget. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry. This is super inappropriate. I have no interest in talking about um, Space Karen's anatomy, but it's Kara Swisher's fault. She brought it up. She brought it up. She brought it up. LDE all the way. And speaking of the opposite, a little BDE, we had this amazing guy sort of take over our FYPs. Again, for those of you who don't aren't following TikTok closely or don't know the, the acronym FYP means the for you page. And it's the genius behind TikTok because of the algorithm. And usually you get fed a stream of, of videos that are sort of consistent with your interests, right? You start watching something and you watch it for a few seconds longer and it'll feed you these, this content and your FYP will be very different from my FYP, right? But in this instance, every once in a while, there's a, like a viral sensation that takes over everyone's. And it was this, this guy, Kevin, who, if you guys remember, we had like, I don't know, a year ago, William White. Do you remember William White? That like sexy seventies kid with like the, the scruffy hair. And he did the seventies songs, lip syncs and like bit his lower lip and looked into the camera. And we were all like hot for him. I believe that you showed me him. Do you remember him? Is, yes, I do remember him. We were like, oh my God. Well, things put, he got signed to a modeling agency. I think things went real dark real quickly. He was plucked out of obscurity from like a construction job in Canada and became friends with top models and then ended up in rehab, you know, story as old as time. But we now have a new William White, but the guy that almost anybody would swipe left on, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, Kevin, but like just a classic guy that you would not necessarily be drawn to if you were just looking at a still image. He's sort of sort of nerdy little like, I don't know. I mean, he's just he's he's like got these bug eyes and he over overcompensates his nerdiness. I think he like definitely adds to it, but he has superpower, which is he knows how to use his eyes in a way I can't, I cannot explain it. We'll put them in there, but like he does these series of videos and then he does an explainer video of how he's looking through the camera at like literally making every woman just their heart skips a few beats. And I'm telling you, this guy is like the pure definition of like, he's like a McFly. Like he's such a nerdy guy, but the minute he starts lip syncing and then he like acts all nerdy and then all of a sudden his eyes directly go through your soul and you are like, you want to marry him. You want to have babies with him. You want to, you want to overpower him. You want to be overpowered by him. It's like Kevin is everything. Yeah. He gives giving you the eye a whole new, a whole new meaning. But it's that thing that I always, I don't like on the apps that you only see a still image because I feel like you like, like a vibe is what it's all about. And and he is just, he's got the vibe. Oh my God. Does he have a vibe? Like he's got the vibe. I'm telling you, panties are dropping left and right for this guy right now. <laughs> Kevin is hot. Yeah. Kevin is like, not what you would, not the classic hot, but it just goes to show he is BDE man. It's like that BDE. Pete Davidson thing. It's like Pete Davidson, not a, cla- not a classic handsome man, but oh my God, like, 10,000 times sexier than the like, space Karen. A guy you, well, Space Karen doesn't even, let's not even put Space Karen on <laughs> there. I, I mean, anybody who dates Space Karen now is doing it solely for the money or solely because they have no moral compass, but maybe Faux both. show. Um, Faux yes. show. But Kevin, yeah, he's a dreamboat. And I think it's so um, nice. Imagine he, or like, he's like gone through life. Actually, he's had his, he's had those eyes. So 
Who knows yeah. what Kevin's been getting up to? But to be an internet sensation, stunning for Kevin. Happy for Kevin. What has Kevin been up to? I know we're going to track him. And we skipped over a bunch of things. I mean, Josie, you know my love for Harry Styles. You know my love for him. I finally saw him in concert last week, which I will say I was more overcome with the fact that I was just yet another statistic because I was surrounded by 40-something-year-old women that were hotter for him than even I was. So it was like, oh, great. I'm just one of the flock. Um, but he and Olivia broke up. We're not talking about it because as much as I've talked about him in the past, this is a you know, it's not, it's not our business. And it's sad that people have to put these things in the press when they're just trying to, trying to be a couple. Um, but I know, I know that was a hot topic, but we also ignored Elizabeth Holmes sentencing breaking news as well. For those of you who follow reality shows, um, that's happened tonight. Chrisley does not know best, but that show Chrisley knows best, which is a reality show that's been running for a number of years. We've watched their children grow up. Um, it seems a trend now, but both he and his wife have been sentenced to a long time in prison. I think he's going to jail for 12 years. She got seven. Their accountant got three for tax evasion, tax fraud, wire fraud, everything. So, you know, lesson learned, guys. If you, you know, you, this is Icarus. You fly too close to the sun, you fucking come crashing down. Greed is not good. It'll do you in. Yeah. The truth always comes out. The truth always comes out. And like, it seems to be disproportionate to people who want to be on reality television tend to also be morally compromised. So mm, there you go. We've created this monster. Yeah. Um, but we've skipped over a lot of that stuff. And, you know, I really did give uh, a bunch of attention today to uh, Zaddy Disney and, and, uh, space Karen. And then the, the show that I'm obsessed with right now, which I'm going to make you watch while you're here, Josie is Fleischman is in trouble, which is, uh, an amazing adaptation of the novel by the same name. And I am obsessed with it. The only issue I have, and it's an amazing cast. It's the, I'm, I'm going to butcher. I can't, I'm obviously not scripted guys. So I'm just doing this off the cuff, but we call him Mark Zuckerberg. So the, what's his name actor who played Mark Zuckerberg in the Facebook movie, but I only see him as Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my God. Is he called Seth or have I made that up? No, but that's very funny because then it's the guy who's, uh, whose name I also can't remember, but he played Seth Cohen in the OC. Oh. He, plays, he plays another Seth in Fleischman is in trouble. And I just think of him as Seth from the OC. Seth Cohen grew up and now is this like troublemaker in Fleischman is in trouble. Claire Danes is in it. And, oh. uh, I know. I mean, I'm I need to watch it. I haven't. That was the only thing in the newsletter that I was like, I, I, I need to watch this. I, I haven't watched it yet. It's I cannot tell. I mean, it's you can't binge it because they only um, they only release, you know, a couple episodes. But the cast is unbelievable. Toby Fleischman, as I said, is Mark Zuckerberg, but that's Jesse Eisenberg. Then he's going through a divorce with his wife is Rachel, who's play, played by Claire Danes. And then his two best friends are uh, Lizzie Kaplan, who plays Libby Epstein, and Adam Brody, who plays Seth, a.k.a. Seth Cohen, as far as I'm concerned. And then When I Met Your Mother... That star, Josh Radner, who's the star of that show, is also in it. It's just, it's tremendous. I can't get enough of it. So oh, I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu for all of you guys. Uh, I think it's an FX show, but it's on Hulu. But Josie, 
Let's give everyone a little reminder of Choose Love, which I, again, many have heard me talk about, but it's always great to hear from the co-founder and CEO herself on what Choose Love is and what it means. So we are an organization that supports refugees and displaced people around the world. We do that by partnering with amazing community-based organizations who are on the ground doing the real work. And it's everything from running children's hospitals to search rescue boats in the ocean to working in camps, giving out tents, sleeping bags, food, running women's centers, community centers for LGBT community, legal aid, really helping people get back into jobs, education for kids. So completely cross-sector where a movement made up of hundreds of thousands of people around the world who donate and make our work possible. It's, it's an amazing organization and one that Josie started while she had a job working as the assistant to the manager of Coldplay. And you were able to sort of see what was happening in the world that was uh, the Syrian refugees and you wanted to do something. And it started with just a T-shirt, right? You got a T-shirt to be sold in kiosks at Coldplay shows and you raised, what, $50,000? So no, originally, in fact, we just wanted to raise a thousand pounds and one van load of tents and sleeping bags. The link went viral. Uh, we ended up raising 50,000 pounds in the, in the first oh, week. Oh, okay. It was a link. Got it. Got it. And yeah. then I knew from working at Coldplay how important merch sales were. And right, I learned so right. much from them. I, I, I genuinely, Choose Love just wouldn't exist without having worked there. Um, and so we wanted to, to sell a t-shirt um, and the Choose Love t-shirt was born. We thought we'd sell it at one event. And here we are seven years later and it's still selling all around the world. And I have so much of your, I mean, it's not just, it's not just merch. It's great merch. It's up there with, I mean, I will say the greatest merch that I've seen from an artist is, uh, and it's all good now, but is Harry Styles merch. It's just incredible. Like it's fashion. It's amazing. And I want to look, I want to wear everything. I don't care if I'm 16 years old. I'm walking around with his bag, like the tote bag. And I feel like, exponentially cooler. Yeah. It's also how I feel when I wear Choose Love hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts. It's just, and, and then I see people, whether it's like Benedict Cumberbatch and other celebrities wearing Choose Love and I feel an immediate like connection with them and it makes me really cool. But I will, for some of you who have not heard my story, I've had so many um, amazing experiences with Josie, but one that stands out and, and sort of hits on the, one of the things she talked about, like the legal aid and whatnot was when we went, um, one of the places we went to is right on the border of Greece and Turkey. And it was like an entry camp, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yeah. It, it felt like a prison. It felt it like. It feels like a prison. They call it a re uh, reception center. Oh yeah. It's a reception center. There is no like tea and cookies here, guys. It's no. barbed wire. It's shipping containers. It is, it feels like a prison. Men, women, and children. Children are separated. Um, a lot of the children are unaccompanied. They are surrounded by barbed wire, dirt floors. It, there is no, there is no entertainment really. The kids get a little bit of, of playtime. It is, it is truly breathtakingly sad. The person who ran the center was straight out of Orange is the New Black. And Josie and I had to sort of like smile and wink in order to get 
mm, things to help some of these people. These are people from Syria, from Turkey, from Ethiopia, from Eritrea, from all over who are coming to Greece. They are refugees. They are asylum seekers. And they have no access to the outside world except for the people that Choose Love is helping fund and getting there to provide legal aid to help them petition for um, asylum. For their rights, for human rights. And now, like, you know, again, pulled from the newsletter, we also have the World Cup happening, the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, Qatar, however you fucking pronounce it. Um, more people seemed initially upset over the the fact that they shut off alcohol. No alcohol is being served, especially Budweiser, which is the main sponsor of the event at the venues. That really got everyone going. Not the fact that human rights violations about upon human rights violations uh, in Qatar on from whether it's it's LGBTQ community to people from other countries who are there working as basically slaves. Um, they are are at the bottom of the barrel of human rights. And so you are helping lots of those people in other places, whether it's all over the world. Yeah, for sure. And I think the all of these issues, they're all intersectional and refugee rights are workers' rights and they are LGBTQ rights and they are women's rights. And so often we don't need to like section things off into different causes because it's, it's all one thing. It's, it's about humans. humanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's hard because there are some people that just lack humanity, right? Yeah. And they're the people that seem to be in power in many places and greed and corruption and power hungry people. It's just like, it's, you know, I mean, this isn't new. We've seen it it's from the time of, you know, the Old Testament, but still it's like, have we not evolved? We've gone back in time. There was a guy at this conference, it's really impressive. He's a professor of law at NYU at this Graycroft conference I was at this past week where he's focused on democracy. And he was basically saying like, like the U.S. is now at the bottom of the barrel in terms of democracy. Like we're like along the lines of Mongolia. We've gone back like 60 years in the last 20 years. So, um, I mean, there is hope, but it's, it's, you know, you have to squint your eyes really, really, really closely. But you're here. We're having an event. By the time you guys hear this, we would have had the event. We're hosting a screening at my favorite place in the whole world, the San Vicente Bungalows, a.k.a. SVB. It's a small screening of this movie that's coming out on Thanksgiving Day, guys, on Netflix called The Swimmers. I did not put it in the newsletter this week because I want to write about it after I've seen it and talk about it. It comes out on Thursday. And why don't you tell us about it and what is your connection with The Swimmers? So it's an incredible film. And again, this is like a moment where pop culture can change the narrative and move hearts and minds. It's an amazing film. Please, everyone, watch it. It is a true story about two amazing sisters, Yusra and Sarah Mardini, who are Syrian, and they were training as swimmers in Syria when the war, the conflict broke out, and they were competitive, really incredible swimmers. And life became untenable for them. And I think this is one of the first times in a film like this that you see two young women uh, who are, they're going dancing with their friends. They're doing all the same things that, that we were doing at that age. And you see what to grow up in a, in a place of war and in the, the Syrian context specifically, what that is like. And they, they have to make the very difficult decision that the, the only thing they can do to keep safe is to leave. And you then see their journey as they have to 
travel through countries and they ultimately have to get on a dinghy, a small boat and travel between Turkey and Greece. And disaster strikes in that moment. And I don't want to give away the film, but they are both incredibly heroic and do some incredibly heroic things that that end up saving people's lives. And then they go on to, to have this journey through Europe to get to Germany. And you see, I, I've worked on this for the last seven years. In 2015, at the time that this was happening, I, I was on the ground in these countries working with different organizations. And it really shows exactly what it what it is like and how how terrible wow. the, the situation is for, for people. And it just humanizes it because it, make, it makes you realize that this could be us. And not to say that only really successful people deserve sympathy at all but there is an amazing twist to the to the story in that Yuzra ends up going on to be in the refugee olympic team and competing in Rio and also in Tokyo and it's just an incredible story about incredible people about the refugee experience it's directed by an amazing female director Sally El Hosseini I just can't recommend it enough. It's in it's incredible. I'm so excited. What is your involvement with it? You said you've been dealing working with it for seven years. So what is your personal involvement and Choose Love's involvement? So this the journey that they do is the, the route along which one of the routes along which we work. So all in every country that they go through, we we fund organizations that are working along that route. Sarah Mardini ends up going back to volunteer in Greece. And I'm good friends with her. She's an incredible woman who's actually going to be on trial in Greece in, in January because they arrested her for helping people on the shore when they were arriving, giving them blankets and food. So it's directed by an amazing female director, Sally El Hosseini. And then one of the sisters, Sarah Mardini, we've worked with her for uh, a long time and know her. She's a good friend of mine. Um, and she actually, she went back to volunteer in Greece and ended up being arrested by the Greek government, who said that their simple act of her helping people off boats as they arrived on the Greek shores, giving them blankets, food, water, was an illegal act. And for years now, they've been prolonging the trial, but it's it's going to be in January. And I feel sure that now with this film coming out, that that they you know they they won't they be can't. able to. They can't. I mean, it her. would be no, crazy. The world is watching. Where does she live? She lives in Germany. So why would she even like, I wouldn't go back. I'd just be like, peace out, Greece. I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty noble thing. She's so brave. She's really in, an incredible. And it really, the film really is about both sisters. So it's amazing. And then we are super honored. We're the, one of the charity partners of the film. So that's amazing. Which is just incredible. So it's, it's really, really special. It's, it's incredible storytelling. And the partnership is also going to lead to fundraising to help people who are still going through the same the same thing that that Sarah and Yusra are in the film. And then I know this is just like constant choose love propping up but for no better of an organization. But we also have something coming up and that is at the end of this month in New York City, in the South Street Seaport, I guess it's branded as the Seaport now, the amazing people at the Howard Hughes Corporation have given you a beautiful space and Choose Love is having their 
holiday pop-up and it also exists in London. And it's a pop-up, which is how I actually met Josie years ago at the, at the first pop-up in New York City. We'll put the link to that article and that the amazing Laura Holson at the New York Times wrote that story back in the day. But the pop-up is, it's a shop that you buy, you can buy things, but you don't leave with things. What you're buying is buying things that go directly into the hands of refugees. But maybe you can just give, uh, especially those in New York and London, a little heads up of what they can go to because I'm obsessed and I'm going to New York for it. It's such a fun store and it makes you feel so happy and warm inside. So you come in and it's you see the items laid out like a child's coat, a child's pair of shoes, a tent, a sleeping bag. Um, and you buy those items. And then like you say, you leave with nothing, but we use those funds to buy those items for people, children who really need it all over the world. We work in 26 countries. Um, and then there are items that represent services. So you can buy a cute little giraffe school bag. And in fact, that supports education services as well as buying kids school bags. And I really have to say, I've been, I've been doing this for seven years now and I've never known the need so great. The, there were 65 million displaced people in the world when we started. There are 100 million now. And, and those numbers can seem overwhelming, but we can all spend $10 and make sure that a kid who's living in a cold camp that's going to have snow in it will have a coat this, this winter. And um, it's, a, it's a magical experience. And actually giving to others makes you feel good. And it, it really is a, a lovely experience for, for yourself, for your family, for friends. It is. And I know that um, also you can buy the entire store, right? Like what is the buyout for a store? Like, was it? It's like $650 and you buy one yeah. of every item. Yeah, it's so incredible. Um, and I know that you have some high profile people that have been involved with Choose Love over the years and certainly involved with with the pop-up store and involved with other fundraisers. And um, yeah. I just, it's amazing. And uh, I want everyone to choose choose love and to check it out. And it's a wonderful holiday gift. Um, I know that uh, people have made donations in my name and, and, and it's just amazing. We have e-cards for those who are shopping online. So you can, and you can make sure that that gets delivered on whichever holiday day you want it to be delivered on. That's awesome. Well, we'll put everything in the show notes. Oh, great. Josie, I am obsessed with you. Before we let you go, and before I open up another bottle of wine and sit with you and we'll go to order food and watch a movie, um, I always do our makeout Mary mute. And I wanted to throw it your way and see if you have any ideas. It could be a person. It could be an idea. It could be anything fictional non-fictional oh my gosh I had forgotten that this would be at the end okay so I'll do it while think. you think you oh can think gosh. about it I am a hundred percent making out with Kevin from TikTok um he and his hot sexy nerd eyes can like literally have his way with me I am obsessed with him as is as are millions of men and women across this great land so that is my make out I would marry whoever created the space Karen meme not just the term but like the photograph of space Karen with his space Karen with his Karen haircut I would marry that person like 
don't care. No, not, need nothing more. Like love is not blind. I will marry you just based on your creative uh, acumen. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I would mute. I would not mute the memes of Space Karen, but everything that motherfucker has to say right now. Like I just mute him. His like tweets to fucking Kanye, his sexist, homophobic, probably racist, probably anti-Semitic tweets, memes, like fuck that guy. And I would mute, 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 mute. I've done it before. I'll keep doing it. He gets louder and I keep pressing mute. So those are my three. Um, well, I'm muting Space Karen also and all of the people that he's bringing back to Twitter. Oh, they right. can all Maybe the only muted. thing that Donald Trump has done so far that's a gift to us is just been like, no, I'm good. I'm staying on True Social. Thank yeah. you guys. Peace out. Do you think he, do you think he's going to stay off or do you think he will come back? I, you know, no, I, I, we could not be so lucky. Yeah. We, yeah. I, I think they'll call, they all come back like cockroaches. Um. I'm going to marry the first person that buys the store at the Choose Love store. Oh, good. I'll buy it. I'm going to do it. Marry me. Great. Potato will be our child. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Um, We need, you need dog merch. I want to put like a little dog sweater or dog collar. That's Choose Love. You know, we actually did nearly make a dog collar. And well, nearly Kat- isn't yeah, but didn't happen. Will. And Catherine Ham, the designer, she does have a cheese dog collar on her dog. Okay, well, um, let's make it happen. And make we out- could lashify. We could lashify potatoes at lashes with those. I love lashify the brand, and you can put the falsy lashes. But like, we can put them on potato. Oh I feel God, like that we can make really that happen. Fun. Maybe we can do yeah. that. Tonight. Yeah, it's a fun project. That's okay. a really fun evening. We can have a little. I have a lot of lashify lashes. Session. Yeah. Um, okay. And I mean, is it boring to pick two of the same ones as you? But no, because I'm the best at these picking. I mean, we are, can, we Kevin both... is the obvious choice, and those it's not just making out with him, it's making out with the eyes. It's just like, yeah, don't cl- like keep the lights on and don't close your eyes, Kevin. Just yeah, just look yeah. at me. Yeah, look Kevin. at me. Look at me, Kevin. Look at me like you look at your French girls. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, guys, we'll have a very, very happy freaking holiday. Josie and I have like two Thanksgivings. We're going to eat our way through. Calories do not count on Thursday. I'm just telling you. Also, if you're a vegetarian, you have my permission to break that for a day. If you're gluten free and it's not because of uh, a medical reason, but by uh, just pure choice, you have my permission to break that as well. I mean, just just go crazy kids. Thursday does not count. That's my philosophy and I'm sticking to it. I'm so overjoyed by this news. I'm going to eat all the pies. Yeah. Eat all the pie, eat all the meat, you know, unbutton your buttons and just take a little, take a little siesta and call it a day. David, you're the best. Again, one of the best people in the whole world, our producer. Thank you so much for everything. And we'll catch you next Thursday. Thank Peace you out. so much for having me. Mwah, love you. Pop Culture Mondays. On Thursdays. On Wednesdays.